Welcome to sermons from St. Paul's Lutheran Church of Minot, North Dakota. St. Paul's is anchored in the message of Christ crucified for the forgiveness of sins, for the church and for the world. The following sermon is from Reverend Dr. Matthew Richard. epistle is from Romans chapter 3. Now we know that whatever the law says, it speaks to those who are under the law, so that every mouth may be stopped, and the whole world may be held accountable to God. For by works of the law, no human being will be justified in his sight, since through the law comes knowledge of sin. But now the righteousness of God has been manifested apart from the law, although the law and the prophets bear witness to it, the righteousness of God through faith in Jesus Christ for all who believe. For there is no distinction, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God and are justified by his grace as a gift through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus, whom God put forward as a propitiation by his blood to be received by faith. This was to show God's righteousness because in his divine forbearance he had passed over former sins. It was to show his righteousness at the present time, so that he might be just, and the justifier of the one who has faith in Christ, faith in Jesus. Then what becomes of our boasting? It is excluded. By what kind of law? By a law of works? No, but by the law of faith. For we hold that one is justified by faith apart from works of the law. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. In the name of Jesus. Amen. One of the traits of a narcissist is that they talk a lot about themselves. Now, just in case you're unaware what a narcissist is, a narcissist is someone who thinks that they're the most important and most special person in the entire world. And so a narcissist will often seek attention and seek praise from other people while not being very interested in other people around them. And so to the point... Wherever you find a loud-mouthed individual frequently focusing on themselves, talking about themselves, typically you will find, yes, a narcissist. Indeed, a narcissist is me-centered. A narcissist is self-focused. The world always revolves around a narcissist. But this begs the question, and that is this, why are we human beings, why are all of us so inclined to be narcissistic? Why are even churches themselves easily seduced into narcissistic thinking, into narcissistic thinking? Why is it so easy to focus on the unholy trinity of me, myself, and I? Now, dear friends, narcissism is seductive because it is a way in which we can obtain validation. It's a way that we can get attention and control and dominance from other people. But again, this begs the question, why do we so badly need validation? Why do we so badly need attention, to be the center of attention? Why do we need control? Why do we need dominance? Why are we inclined to narcissistic thinking? The simple answer, yeah, the simple answer is this. We want and we need constant recognition. We need recognition of ourselves. Indeed, it is true. It's kind of like the air that we breathe, the food that we eat. We constantly need recognition from others. We need to be confirmed by other people. In fact, we need this so much that we will actually sometimes coerce other people to give us a glance, 
to give us a word or a reward. And to do this, we'll often use our, well, yeah, you got it. We'll use our loud mouth. However, what can happen is this, that in trying to get the attention from other people, to get the attention focused on us, other people, well, will see us, and then they'll begin to criticize us. And so the very fact where we try to get attention on ourselves actually does the reverse. It actually draws criticism to ourselves. And so in this life, people will, well, they'll often complain about us. They'll spread rumors about us. They'll criticize our behavior. They'll question our motives and so forth. As a result, we will end up talking not less, but actually even more. We talk to get the attention on ourselves, and then as soon as we get the attention on ourselves, it perhaps turns into criticism, and then we talk even more, well, to justify ourselves, to excuse our actions. As a result, indeed, we'll use more words than before. And so while we're trying to get attention on us with our loud mouths, we're simultaneously trying to explain away our actions, rationalize our behaviors, and provide reasons for our motives with many, many Many words. This brings up another interesting point. Can a church, yeah, perhaps can a church become ensnared in narcissistic thinking as well? Can a church be entrapped in this idea of running its mouth for attention and self-justifying? Back in the 1500s, yes, some 500 years ago, during the time of the Reformation, the church, the Roman Catholic Church at that time, was very loud-mouthed. For example, they were, well, yes, they were. There were self-serving religious duties in the church. There were all sorts of loud prayers. There were indulgences that were being peddled around. There were acts of penance. There were monastic vows. There were pilgrimages. There were all sorts of the saying of the mass. There was severe discipline and so forth. Indeed, the church was very loud. The church had a loud mouth. It was not shut, but it was wide open. Again, the church was very loud, very busy. Tragically, though, we're not much better than that church of the 1500s. Today, one does not have to look too far to hear Christians in America talking about how they have successfully surrendered to God. Look at me, I've surrendered to God or how they have rededicated their life to God. I've done it again. I've rededicated, and this time I mean it. Indeed, we'll also hear about people, well, how they have made a serious commitment to follow Jesus. We'll hear about the good works of Christians, how well we prayed, how pious we look, how godly we sound. On social media, we will hear about the different successful programs of churches, how much money the church gives, how successful a mission project is, how successful, indeed, a mission project is. We'll hear about how full the church has become, how many new members the church has received, how well the church sings its songs really, really loud to show how on fire for Jesus that we actually are. Now, I'm not talking about a humble rejoicing. I'm not talking about a humble rejoicing over good works or done for the sake of the neighbor. But I'm talking about the kind of boisterous kind of chatter that is narcissistic to the core the kind of chatter in the church that seeks attention, seeks affirmation from other churches and other people. The kind of news that desires to make the front page of the nightly news, as they say. Sadly, we often hear too much. We sadly hear too much about the Christian and not enough about the Christ. Tragically, whole churches can become trapped in narcissism as they 
as the conversation shifts away from the goodness of Jesus to the greatness of the local church and its members. And so it all really boils down to this. Is your mouth open or is it shut? And for us here at St. Paul's, St. Paul's Lutheran Church, is our mouth open or is it shut? Is it closed? My dear friends, in the reading from the Epistle of Romans that we heard here this morning, the Apostle Paul, he tells you and me that under the holy law of God, that every mouth should be shut, every mouth should be silenced. That is to say, none of us are super special before God's holy law. No one lives right before God's holy law, not even one. Before God's holy law, his holy Ten Commandments, we've all taken the wrong turn. We've all wandered down blind alleys. Indeed, no one is living right, not a single one of us. Indeed, not a single one of us. And to make things worse, all of our justifying and narcissistic attention-seeking is tinged with poison. The bragging words that we use, that we speak, they actually pollute the air. Frankly stated, before God Almighty, there's only, hear me loud and clear, there's only one option. Before God Almighty, and that is a closed mouth. That is indeed a very, very much a closed mouth. Before God Almighty, every single one of us is a sinner. We are all in the same sinking boat with everybody else around us. And so a narcissistic and self-justifying loudmouth really does not make a whole lot of sense before God Almighty and especially does not make sense for us as a church. During the 1500s, it has been stated that the Reformation was a time when the church discovered the gospel, the work of Christ for sinful mankind. Well, this is undoubtedly true. Indeed, it is absolutely 100% true. The Reformation also was a time when the church came to understand just how much humanity was stuck in sin. And so in simple terms, the Reformation was about the church learning to shut its mouth so that it might hear the gospel. Indeed, it was a time for the church to learn to shut its mouth so that it could hear the gospel. Simply stated, the reformers of the 1500s, they began to reject all the loud chatter of the church. They actually did away with the noisy indulgences Indeed, they did away with those noisy indulgences. They did away with all these overemphasis of these loud monastic vows and deafening works of penance. The reformers basically told the church to shut up. Indeed, mouths needed to be shut before Almighty God. They needed to be shut so that ears could hear the gospel. Now, dear friends, if we can learn anything if we can learn anything from the Reformation in our reading from the Epistle of Romans, it is this. Christianity is quite simple. Before God Almighty, we are not able to run our mouths before God. We don't have any right to be loudmouthed before God Almighty. Narcissism and self-justification have no place before God Almighty. They have no place in the Christian faith. If we talk at all, it is only to confess our sins. Indeed, if we're talking at all, it's only to confess our sins before God Almighty. 
But other than that, our mouths should be shut. They need to be shut so that we can hear the good news of the gospel. They need to be shut so we can hear this. Hear this, dear friends. God did it all for you. Out of sheer generosity, he put you in a right standing with himself. This is a pure gift for you. The mess that you are in with your sin, he gets you out of it and restores you to where he has always wanted you to be, with him forgiven in Christ. Indeed, he has done this all for you through Christ Jesus. Yes, with shut mouths and open ears, we need to hear that your Jesus was sacrificed on the cross to atone for your sins, to indeed to atone for your damning sins so that you do not have to confess your puny so-called greatness, but rather confess his profound greatness on your behalf. Baptized saints in Christ, get this, in Christ, there's no need to promote your greatness with many words. The Christian faith is not about you, but instead it is about the Christ who is for you. Indeed, there's no need to seek validation and attention and control and dominance with a loud mouth in this life. And there's no need to self-justify with an open mouth rattling on and on and on. And the reason why, in Christ, you already have, oh, you already have, you get this, you already have full validation in Christ. It's done, it's complete. In Christ Jesus, dear friends, you already have complete justification for all of your sins. And so in Christ, you don't need to run your mouth or blather away about yourself. You don't need to explain your actions, rationalize your behaviors, and provide reasons for your motives to obtain justification before God. Instead, well, we can close our mouth and just simply hear, listen to the gospel that is for you, to relish in the gospel that is for you, to abide in the gospel that's for you, to have joy in the gospel that is for you, that you are forgiven for Christ's sake. The reformers were right. This Christian faith is simple. It's so simple. We stand before God with a closed mouth and open ears to hear the word alone. We stand with our mouths closed and our ears open to hear about Christ and his grace alone for you and for me. We stand with our mouths shut to receive by faith alone forgiveness, life, and salvation accomplished in Christ and by Christ alone for you and for me. It's a sheer gift. And if there will be any talking on our behalf, if we indeed do talk, well, it isn't about us. Not about our church. Not about St. Paul's. Not about me. Not about you. Instead, any open mouth that we have, as a Christian, we talk about the goodness of Jesus. We boast. Yeah, we boast. We can boast in Christ because Christ is good to us. Christ has forgiven us. Christ is for us. And he gives us his good gifts. In the name of Jesus, we boast. We rejoice. We receive. Amen. Thy strong word bespeaks us righteous, bright with thine own holiness. Thank you for listening to today's podcast sermon. 
You can access a full manuscript of today's sermon from Pastor Matthew Richard's blog at www.pastormatrichard.org or visit St. Paul's website at www.stpaulsminot.org. The Lord bless and keep you.